Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Black Queen's Republic. I'm here with my guest Maria. Say hi Maria. Hi guys. Um, <clears throat> how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, you know, excited for this podcast and what we're going to discuss, so I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? I, like guys, she's joining us via uh, phone because Corona. How are you sort of managing with quarantine? Honestly, all I have to do is just keep thinking positive, try to exercise, keep myself busy. Because honestly, if I just really think about it, it can be pretty depressing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just the time for this now to just like relax, you know, get stuff done. So I'm just, you know, still waiting for when we can go outside because I'm tired. Yeah. You and me both. I am tired of having ratchet hair. Um, <clears throat> like if Doug Ford, he said that he's going to open most stores on the 19th. I'm hoping that by stores he means hair salons because whoo. Oh no. I think they said we have to hold up a bit about like hair salons or maybe like just like the salon itself, but Mm -hmm. maybe like the hair stores will be open, but I think they say they have to hold off on the hair salons. Like, you know, they don't have plans for those ones yet, so I don't know. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess (laughs) ratchet it is. (laughs) Ratchet it is. Um... (laughs) Uh, but today we are back with part two of consent. Last week we had Muluba and I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. So I thought, okay, let's do let's do a part two because I, I feel like if we had done everything in one, we would have talked for hours and hours, which I'm sure you guys don't want to be there on a podcast for like three hours. So Maria is here to talk about the other part of it. Um, power dynamics and, you know, things like that. Um, before I I go into the topic, what is your understanding of consent? Um, I feel like consent is honestly just me saying yes to whatever is happening, um, me feeling comfortable to participate in whatever is going around and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I think, like, for me, if it's like, if you ask me and I say yes and I'm comfortable and I'm enjoying myself as well and I'm, you know, fully participating, that's what consent to me, like, it just, like, it could be in different aspects, but I think that's, like, the main focal point for me when I think about consent. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been faced, uh, you know, given, like, on the topic of power dynamics, not necessarily in a sexual way, but have you ever found yourself in a situation where your consent maybe has not been respected in like the workplace or or have you ever noticed something like that happening? Um, yeah, of course, all the time. I, and I think it's usually when it comes to like group activities, like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just like they just think everyone's comfortable doing whatever it is. So it's like, you know, like in workplaces, like, okay, guys, let's go to all to the gym or like, you know, let's all exercise as a group and it's kind of like they expect you to say yes. But mm-hmm. maybe you're like, no, I already have my own workout thing. Or maybe, no, I don't want to go out for drinks after. Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, I think I usually notice it like in a group setting. It's like if like two people are comfortable with it, then I guess everyone else should be okay with it. And I'm like, wait, no, like I don't want to do all of that thing. So mm-hmm. I'm putting myself in those situations and I'm like, 
post whatever reason just to be polite i just mm-hmm. kind of go along with it because i'm like mm-hmm. oh well, okay i guess and all of us are doing it yeah but i've never like there's so many situations where i'm like i didn't really say yes but then i find myself in those situations i'm like yep this is yeah. what's happening and i'm like i don't understand and it's like i'm already dug myself into that hole so like to give and to get out i'm like oh i have to think about an excuse mm-hmm. so it's a lot um, that's good that you brought that up because I'm actually going to play a clip from the Trevor Noah po- uh, podcast. If you guys want to check it out, it's on Luminary. It's called uh, the Trevor Noah podcast. Um, and this episode is called uh, Yes, No, Maybe. So here it goes. Break, break the life, right? And there still are people that believe that, you know, my life is mine, right? Yes. That's, that's my belief that consent is perpetual. So for instance, you'll hear stories where someone goes, we were in a relationship having sex. We were like, you know, like maybe we weren't dating as people, we weren't a couple, but we would have sex regularly. And then on one of the dates, like a woman will say, I didn't want to have sex. And then he forced me to have sex. Or, and then, Okay, so let's talk about that context. If this seems to happen when I was doing my research, this, uh, you know Miriam Atembe. She is yeah. a Ugandan activist, a uh, former member of parliament. I'm not sure if she's still a member of parliament, but she's also, I believe, a professor at Makere University. And she's talked about uh-huh. this issue ongoing in Uganda and in a lot of African societies where men believe that they're entitled to their wives because they're married. And for for a long time, and I don't, I think even still today, Ugandan, the, I don't know about other African countries, but I know particularly for Uganda, marital rape is not something that is recognized. Um, what do you think, where do you think that that comes from where women who are married don't get the right to consent to if they want to have sex or not? stems from like that's how the culture is to be honest with you um you know this thing of like um as, like you know like in my tribe of Uganda, like you know mm-hmm. um when someone wants to marry me they you know they go visit and then there's a time when you know it's a whole ceremony they bring all these cows and the food and all these things in the sense they're paying bride price right mm-hmm. so i think that like just because oh you paid for me then i must do whatever you want you know mm-hmm. because like that's something that i've heard my aunties talk about i've had like you know a lot of family members stuff like that and I'm like okay that's fine um you know like it is a culture thing but just because like you paid a bunch of cows and maybe you bought cars or whatever you paid for you know um my parents to like to allow to get permission to get married to me mm-hmm. um like doesn't give you the authority to like you know just like own my body and like whatever happens to it but I mm-hmm. think it's just like dipset like in culture like you know like how the culture is um, also, the culture is really pretty much made up, like, by men, mm-hmm. I guess, like, they want to decide, Absolutely. so, of course, we're going to decide and, like, make the rules that benefit them, you mm-hmm. know, so, mm-hmm. of course, when someone's like, oh, you know, like, I want it today, I want it now, you have to, like, you know, sit there and take it, which is honestly, like, not fair, because I also think, like, culture-wise, the reason why people pay in bright prices because they're just they're like, you know what, I appreciate you, you know, like the time you took to raise a beautiful daughter, and mm-hmm. you know she's smart, she's brilliant, she's great, and I'm just saying thank you that you're giving me this opportunity and this gift and like you know this you know like chance to like you know take her and like you know we, we can make our own home or whatever it is. But I think that like 
you know, people don't want to hear that, you know, like the man is like, you know, pretty much like saying thank you for the parents. They just want to hear like, oh, I paid my money and I need to get my money's worth. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's where it comes from. But if you, I mean, I'm not sure I agree. I, I think that that's a nice mm. sentiment to have. But the real yeah. reason behind Bride Price is, is that it paid for women. It it paid for the wife. Meaning, at that, I, okay, maybe times have changed that the definition of Bride Price has evolved. But, like, the history of it was that you went to the to the father to pay for the bride um and i think that that has that that can be problematic especially when you fall into the wrong arms the or yeah. the wrong oh, hands right. sorry no you're right i think yeah like even us like you know think about it today when we go to the store and we buy a blender right mm-hmm. i need money for it i need it to like you know make a smoothie chop up the onions or whatever it is and if it doesn't, you know, do what it, like, it's supposed to be doing, like, you know, you probably, like, smack it a little bit, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's, like, that thing of, like, you know, yeah, we paid money, I expect you to do your job. Exactly. And let's be really honest. Yeah, so let's be honest. Like, women, back in the day, what were you used for? Just, like, to cook, clean, of course, have sex, and produce children. Like, that's all yeah. we used to do. Like, we didn't really, like, add, in a sense, like, to the, you know, time that like, we didn't add value to it. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't look at us, like, as a valuable um, like aspect of like society or whatever it is like we just like yeah you pay for you you do your job and then you know you keep it pushing so you actually right and and do you That's think do you think then that we should scrap this idea of bride price and dowry because it's it's doing more harm than good especially in our culture in in black culture and in african culture where we glorify this idea that a, a man is the head and and we use we, we sort of i was saying this on twitter the other day that we we mix culture with with our faith and not only are we coming at women and telling them that they're not valued in our culture but we're also telling them that god doesn't value them that they men have authority over us but i was i was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying that bible verse actually says god has authority over us but that was, of course, uh-huh. misconstrued by men saying the man is the head. And yet, really, it says Jesus is the head. We are under, we're equal under God. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so do you yeah, think that we um, should just scrap this whole idea of, of dowry? Because it's doing more harm than good, particularly for, for African tradition, for African women, really, and black women. Yep, girl, listen, I'm pretty sure my ancestors are very disappointed in me saying this, but hell yeah, of course, like, mm-hmm. to be honest, like, if it really takes you not to give my parents or my grandparents or, like, my, you know, family members, a, like, a little, like, what would they give them, like, a busuti, mm-hmm. the kanzu, and, like, a, you know, and then you give the house with, like, one, two cows mm-hmm. for me to be respected in a relationship, mm-hmm. like, come on, like, I would, I don't care, I don't care my mom anything, my yeah. mom knows that she raised a great, you know, like, a good daughter, of course, you know, and if she, she didn't, what would you be here, right? Right. So I'm okay with them scrapping that up. Like at the end of the day, it's 2020. Like women have done so much, literally. Like we're the ones who like sit here. You know, like when the man is like, you know, having a bad day, us love to come and like take care of that. You know, he's having he's sick. The kids, the house, all this stuff. So like, it's time for us to be respected. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if it just means for people not to get cows, 
like they'll be all right like i don't understand like yeah. why even they'll be opposed to it but i know there's certain people that are so against it mm-hmm. i'm like what are you losing like you're not really like you can go buy your cows by yourself i don't mm-hmm. understand so like um yeah i'm okay with it like i don't really care yeah right now, even if like yeah, like, if it's, if it's my future husband or my future partner, it doesn't pay by price. Like, I'm not going to feel any type of way, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you're always going to, like, anyways, if something happens to me or anything, you always have to, like, answer to my family anyways, right? Mm-hmm. You're always going to show up. You're always going to, like, take care of them in a way. Like, even if it's, like, hey, it's Christmas, you know, you send money back home, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's you taking care of, my, you know, my family because you appreciate them. And there's so many different ways I think you can say thank you mm-hmm. um, to the family and, like, you know, for raising a good daughter. There's so many different ways. And, like, spending money or cows or whatever, like, you know, the culture requires of you shouldn't be, like, the one reason for people to be disrespectful, like, no. Yeah, it shouldn't. But, but I think that because of the concept of bride price, it ends up being <laughs> a reason for disrespect. When my, um, my parent, like, I think I've talked about this before. Um, but my, I grew up in a, in a house where there was violence. My dad, my dad was super violent. Um, and one, one thing I can remember that my dad always, when he would, when he would beat my mom, he would always say, you know how many cows I paid for you? Do you know how many cows I paid your father to, to marry you? You know, and that was something that I, I, I heard constantly from my dad. Yeah. And I, I've just kind of grown up and I really hate, <laughs> I, you know, and sorry to, to whoever, but like this, the, the culture of bride price just annoys me. And not only did I grow up around violence in my own home, it was prevalent within like my aunties, my uncles and, um, you know there was always this thing of like well what do you mean i paid for a bride price and so you know my my mom unfortunately also bought into that that sort of of notion that she had to stay and almost almost die in the marriage because she she was told like when she would go and re- tell her aunties like he's going to kill me he's going to kill me they'll be like uh uh-uh, uh he paid your bride pr- price you have to go back you know oh my god and crazy. in a way can i really blame my aunties because these same aunties were in horrific marriages as well and so it just yeah. became this like generational thing um, yeah, I was gonna say that it's like very intergenerational because mm-hmm. it's like you know your grandparents and and their parents before that like it's like it's been the same thing since you know time started since culture like since our like tribe started whatever it is that's what they're taught you mm-hmm. know so even the men you know let's be honest they are taught like not taught but like in a sense they are taught yeah so, like, they're taught to to be they, that way yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, let's be honest, if breakfast didn't exist, I'm pretty sure, like, women, you know, rights and would be so far ahead. But mm-hmm. especially in our culture, it's just because, like, that's, oh, that's, the, that's like, the regular thing. It's the normal thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, it's right, you know, it should be okay for you to, like, take a little one to hit because they pay cows. Like, no. Can you imagine that? that the cows that my father bought, uh, you know, when he when she introduced him in 1986 he was beating her for over 20 years you know so it's oh like my gosh. is it so so, 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 so they're, they're probably like, exactly 
the cows are still not there. It wasn't until my mom ended up in the hospital, you know, that's when she was like, okay, he's really like, he could kill me. I need to go. And that's when she, she moved to Canada. But you can imagine how many women that didn't have the opportunity like my mom now my mom was in a different position because she was educated and she had already been she had already traveled and so it wasn't i don't want to say it was easy to get to canada but it wasn't you know i'm thinking of women in the village or women who are you know not well to do yeah like what do what what do they do you know and um let's talk let's go back to what this lady is talking about the idea of consent as a husband and wife how do you think that a couple should address consent especially when you're married and someone might be listening to this and be like well part of the the whole reason of being married is so i can have sex with you anytime i want how do you think we can address uh especially as somebody who is in a relationship how can you how can think, you address that? Um, I I believe not even I think I believe that like it's first of all it's scratching all of those like you know like notions and thinking and thoughts that maybe everyone else is like dealing with mm-hmm. you know like each marriage is very unique to like the two individuals that are in it mm-hmm. and I think it's like first of all scratch that thing um that you know thought of like oh since I'm married to you I'm in a relationship. I should be available to you any time that I want, or, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. That is not it. I believe that people in a relationship should have, like, first of all, open communication. And I'm like, listen, if I come, you know, from work, school, whatever it is I'm doing, even if I've been home the whole day, I've been taking care of the house, whatever it is, if I'm exhausted and I just don't want it, I just don't want it. And I think that, like, your partner should be able to respect that decision. Mm-hmm. I, I think, like, yeah, I think, like, that's why, like, you know, first of all, no, like, no, just because you're in a relationship or whatever, you don't have to have sex. Like, what? Like, yeah, yeah you know, like, it's beneficial for the relationship, but like, intimacy and sex is a very important thing in any type of relationship. Um, that's like, you know, really, like romantic, um, in that sense, but it shouldn't be that it is a must. Like, I think it should be like, yes, you know, we are in a relationship, and you know, when we're both in the mood, we're feeling it, you know, we want this, then we do it. Not mm-hmm. like, oh, that one party wants and the other party doesn't, but because you're in that situation, it's supposed to be yes. And I think the biggest thing is literally respect and communication. Mm-hmm. Um, respect think, is a big like, thing, honestly, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't one of those, like, you know, people, like, okay, to be honest, I grew up in, like, Uganda. We don't talk about therapy, method, what, all the things, it's not a thing. When I came to Canada, I just realized, and, you know, of course, you feel like all these black love, you know, like, you know, documentaries, and you're like, oh, my gosh. And one thing I've learned um, from them is, like, Literally, even before you get married, I know like some people are already in a marriage, so it's already like, oh, we're already in here. But mm-hmm. I think even for the ones that are maybe thinking about marriage or you know getting getting into relationships, I think like try to have like open conversations. And sometimes, to be honest, um, sometimes I think like it could be difficult to communicate with your partner, um, just because like maybe just like I don't know, like sometimes like it's just like the way you talk is not like you know it's not really like resonating with the other person. Honestly, mm-hmm. get a counselor, get therapy, or whatever it is. Like, get a person. It could be even a religious leader. It could be a family friend. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, like someone you guys both like, you know, respect, and you can really like take the information in and just, like sit down with them and be like, okay, listen, 
this is what we need to discuss. I didn't have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, you know, because people are excited about marriage, they don't talk about stuff. You know, they don't talk about so many things. But when they're already in a situation, they find themselves in like, you know, like a deep, deep, deep hole where they're like, oh my right. gosh, I can't get out. And it's like, well, yeah, because you didn't communicate, you didn't agree on mm-hmm. certain things. You know, it could be a red flag to you if your partner is like, well, I'm married to you. You must give me sex. Right. You know, and you'll be like, uh, no, like, wait, what? And like, you know, and and that is a bad way to think. But I think if you also communicate and explain and like, you know, maybe you like teach the partner, like educate the person of maybe why that statement is not okay. Well, honestly, they'll be like, oh, I didn't even know what I was thinking or what I was saying was problematic, right? Yeah. So like, there's, you know, communication, like therapy, all of like just ways to just like, you know, communicate your thoughts, your ideas, your fears, or whatever it is, I think is the best, one of the best ways to address it. Yeah. And I think, like, like I said, first of all, is to scratch that statement out. Like, just because you're in a relationship or marriage, you don't, like, sex is not a must-have. It is something that comes with it. You should be able to also be in a marriage and, you know, relationship and, like, do other things. communication because it is important Uh, now in terms of a relationship or a marriage is it then should couples discuss consent should a woman especially because women are vulnerable to abuse disproportionately particularly black women are disproportionately um affected by uh, by things like domestic violence and sexual abuse should that is that something that should be discussed should consent be should you understand what a man thinks of, um, what is it, thinks of consent? What does he understand what it is before you get into an, a relationship or a marriage with him? A hundred percent, yes. Because, listen, I have been personally speaking from personal experiences. Mm-hmm. I have sat there and, you know, been dealing with things like um, men, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, you know, this person is very, like, you know, they do this, they do that, they do that. So I'm thinking that they understand what consent is and they understand, like, you know, what, like, you know, all the different aspects that come with consent. Like, you know, so I, like, you know, me thinking that they know what they, you know, it, what it is, you know, like, I've been in a situation and, like, they say some stuff and, like, you know, dance up and I'm like, but wait, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. This is not what, you know, this is not what consent is, like, you know, I have to say, yes, that is good. And then it's like, I just found out, like, after, you know, like, I'm thinking for them, like, they understand me, like, they actually really think. So I think, like, um, it is always important to just kind of know 100% sure. Um, one thing I've learned also just growing up is, like, people are not mind readers, to be honest with you. Um, you know, like, all of us have very, very different, like, experiences. That's what, like, what makes the world beautiful, but also it's like, I can look at a bear or whatever it is, like a teddy bear, and like look at it. I'm like, oh, it's just so cute. And then someone's like, oh my gosh, it's the most ugly thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it's the same exact thing, so I think um, it is important to like 
communicate with your partner, like, you know, make sure they understand it. And if they don't understand it, you, like, you know, educate them to better understand it because mm-hmm. you don't control the let's be for real. Yeah. Some of these men that are, you know, going on trial for like, um, you know, rape and like, you know, they, they especially assaulted all these like ladies and like, you know, young girls, whatever it is, they're educated people. They're like well traveled and they speak intelligently. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But in that moment, they didn't understand what consent was. So obviously, like, that's why they're in jail. That's why they're going to court. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. So, like, um, it doesn't even, like, matter, like, if someone's really smart or really dumb or whatever it is. Like, just have that conversation with them and mm-hmm. ensure that they get it. Um, yes. Honestly, I think what we can also do is to sit there and think for other, like, think for men or, like, other people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, 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 I think he can get it. Oh, I think he understands it. Yeah, yeah, don't reality, make an assumption like, that he he by yeah, virtual. Yeah, you gotta choose yourself exactly. Yeah, and like yeah, I think it's just important, like whatever it is, you know, like little stuff. Even when things come up, even during like already a marriage or whatever it is, just talk about it. Yeah, That's absolutely. It. I I agree with you. I think. I think this is a conversation that cannot just be had, you know, on Twitter or on Facebook. And part of part of the reason why I think consent it's such it's a, such a complex and we're going to go into like different areas, but I want to address the part of of relationships because that is the place that you least expect to talk about consent. Um and that's why I think you should discuss these issues. I used to tell my, I, I was telling some of my friends that one of the the things that I ask men about is about feminism. You know, uh. when I when I hear a guy say things like, "Oh, you know, I I don't really understand feminism," um, uh-huh. but you know, tell me more about it, or some guys yeah. will be like. I'm a feminist. I identify as a feminist. But then you have those guys who are like, feminism is, is a disobedience of God and how God is, is, is meant to be. And this is not what God meant for us. Women are not supposed to be doing these things. This is nonsense. And just by me saying I'm a feminist and it brings out this ugliness in you, that lets me know that you will not respect consent not because i'm i i need you to to be a feminist that's not why it's the fact that the idea of women empowerment disgusts you to your very core so if i can't even talk to you about an ideology that i believe in how are you going to understand something as complex as consent and something yeah, that is exactly. so multidimensional. <laughs> I, I can't waste my time. And that is how, you know, over the years, I've, I just asked those little sentences. And, and, you know, when you there's always red flags. Um, one thing we don't address as a society is there's always red flags in things that we don't acknowledge. Like... Whether it that's because of how we were raised, you know, especially women. I don't know, some of yeah. us, it's because we've been socialized to believe a certain way. But I think part of the biggest problem is we don't acknowledge that there we have intuition. And like, if I, I feel like you can tell if you're thinking clearly and if you're self-aware. I feel like you can tell if a guy 
is not going to respect you because you not respecting my right to give you consent to have sex you, you essentially you don't respect me you're all about fulfilling your own needs you know yeah so i don't know it's 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 uncomfortable and it's it's going to be awkward but i think that's the biggest thing like you have to have the conversation be- beforehand yeah for sure i think like women um like i mean just me personally like even that seem like red flag sometimes like it's like um you know like the younger girls of course they have a lot of time so of course when someone's like oh my gosh like i know it's like a weird joke but on tiktok i've seen or this little um video where it's like oh my gosh she left me like red for like five hours you know mm-hmm. and then she's like oh i'm out next person um and it's easy because you know hey you're probably like 16 like you know there's so many other options but i think it gets a little bit harder for like us ladies that are getting older and you know you're like oh my gosh my clock is ticking and it has kids and it's getting married so once mm-hmm. someone comes into your life and even if you see all the red flags you're kind of like okay yeah but then also like the whole process to like you know go get someone new and like you know i need to have kids and issues with this so it's like um i think it's a mix between like expectation of what like society aspects of like women like you know hey by 35 like <clears throat> yo you need to have kids you need to get married mm-hmm. so i think like sometimes that like, women settle um definitely like, absolutely i don't have enough time absolutely yeah, like, i know so it's kind of like i mean like and it kind of sucks and i totally get it like sometimes i i do have those moments where i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh like i need to have kids i need to be engaged i need to like you know have, be married to this day and you know this time and then it's like oh i'm like you know what like at the end of the day if you're going to be with someone who's not respecting you who's going to treat you like you know like not the way you need to be treated if you're unhappy like is that worth pleasing society for like you know mm-hmm. like, and you I only have like one life we, exactly i think like when we start like loving ourselves more and like you know mm-hmm. kind of like close up all the outside noise and everything and just like you know what i need to make myself happy i need to make sure i'm complete i need to make sure like i'm good and hey mm-hmm. if i have like a kid great if i marry oh my gosh perfect but also if i'm single like i would you know like it's, it's okay and i think we need to start normalizing that and i think like we're doing a pretty good job with the beginning to get there but it does also take a lot of time because it's like if someone has to sit there and like think about their own selves and like you know their self-esteem and all the different things <clears> that are very <throat> uncomfortable to like even just like yes. think about just when as me yeah i think that's like, also like kind of issue that's a really so, like we, good point yeah, it's a really good point and like hey i want someone please anyone and then you know boom, yeah. and then you're in a really really bad situation yeah and then you're like well yeah i i will speak to self love like i wouldn't describe myself as somebody i think i'm still on the journey to love myself but one thing i yeah, I'm, I'm it's tough right i feel like i'm constantly i'm constantly being punched down every time i try to love myself so i'm uh, y- I'm sort of getting away from the idea of t- from trying to accomplish self-love and mm. more so valuing myself, valuing who I am. And I think that I feel like a, a lot of us have to lead more in that direction like you really have to yeah. value who you are, your time because when you value yourself there's some men that will not even look in your direction. Yeah. when you look at yourself yep. like a prized possession what 
some guys will they won't even blink twice when they look because they'll know like that one uh-uh i can't manage her. exactly yeah hey. yeah and i think yeah and i think it's like i think it's us taking back the power you know mm-hmm. it's you as a woman saying that like okay at the end of the day um you know i value myself i have time i don't have time for this i don't have time for that but also it's like even if you know you see a guy you like or whatever if you value yourself enough and you're comfortable and you're everything you're like okay let me even start a little situation and even when once like that situation is going a little bit sideways you're like eh, i don't have time for this um mm-hmm. next like you know so you're actually really right i think when people value yourself you're gonna value who you um you, you spend your time with absolutely but also, i think it kind of like gives you that power of like you, you you can be you can be picky, you know. Oh yeah. It, it kind of gives you that. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, no, I want this one today. I want another one tomorrow. And the man can't really say anything because, mm-hmm. like, in that situation, he's not owning anything. Like, you're the one who's calling the shots. You're the one who's like, yeah, no, I don't like this. I don't like when you do this. And mm-hmm. if he's not hearing you and like, you know, I'm being receptive, to whatever you're saying, you're like, okay, next person, because I don't have time for this. Exactly, so, and you will. Right. You will go through. Um, it's because being black women when you when they when we resist in any type of way you're going to be branded as loud as aggressive you know too picky and who's going to marry you if you keep you're going to end up single for the rest of your life but that's not the worst thing that could happen to you (laughs) i would rather be i don't know yeah like you know there's so many things that could happen exactly There, there are people out there who aren't able to be you know maybe they're they're on life support they've lived their uh-huh. whole lives in you know really difficult situations so being single is not the worst thing that could ever happen to you and we have to like you said we have to normalize singleness singleness is yeah. not the end of the world <laughs> there's a lot of um this you know these things of like relationships are on form you know they they're the new thing they're the the thing that we do now i think has created a huge problem because everybody wants companionship even if it's not yeah. the right type of companionship it's crazy i don't know when, when we got to this point to be honest with you i think okay for me i think it started when friends came along because friends was that one show for a long time i don't know if you've noticed we had shows like the the Cosby show, we had the Jeffrey everybody was like married, uh the yeah. Brady Bunch, Facts of Life, all those shows it was like the traditional family. And I think yeah. once we started watching things like Friends where, you know, people could live together, they could have sex outside of marriage, they could, you know, people started Friends was sort of that in a good way, it created a culture that wasn't traditional. In in that, those who weren't traditional felt like there was a there was something out there for them. It represented them. But I think, in a lot of ways, it was detrimental to our culture because now we don't value relationships. I don't think. Of course, many things have come after friends, but I I think. It started with that sort of representation. What do you think? No, you're actually really right. Um, I was thinking about it, and you know, like, honestly, I wait too much time on TikTok. Um, I need help. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like 
the little videos, like, I think, like, it's just this idea of, like, ro- romanticizing relationships. Like, yes. Of, like, you know? Yeah, and the idea of relationships, not even like the the yeah. hard work of relationships. It's like the the yeah, gleeful yeah. parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, because like literally, you sit there. Like um, today, actually, I was just kind of scrolling through, and all I saw was like. You know, oh my gosh, she's the best thing that happened to me. And like, of course, it's quarantine. Everyone's kind of like lonely now. So of course, if you see the videos, like, oh my gosh, I kind of want that. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, of course, the men are out there, like, you know, giving them bubble baths, like, you know, rubbing their feet, giving them a pedicure and stuff. But then I just took a moment. I'm like, oh, no, of course, I'm always like, oh my gosh, I'm so sweet. And then, you know, of course, you see the one guy, like, oh my gosh, my husband is so, you know, great. And then he's bringing, like, you know, the wife, like, an iced coffee. Of course, she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sweet. Like, all this stuff and kind of like I have to take a step back I'm like but hold up exactly. first of all this man is beating you but out here you know for the gram or for the TikTok is you know doing this stuff that man also you know rubbing your feet could be cheating on you that's just disrespectful like mm-hmm. what are you doing so it's like I think it's just <laughs> it's just the idea of relationship is so like romanticized and it's like oh my gosh it was the best thing ever mm-hmm. so of course you also want to be in the best thing ever you want to but like Chandler's character was always this yeah. like oh I'm so sorry Monica I'm so sorry Monica especially if we're having a conversation about black people black people don't apologize black adults they don't like apologizing let's be real by the time a black man I'm not saying all black men don't apologize but it's not a common thing that we do in our culture because our parents never apologized to us it was never something yeah. that was a thing so we don't do it typically as black people so for you to look at the relationship with monica and chandler which is fake by the way because they're acting (laughs) and think that or you guys i know a lot of you guys love um these youtube couples and like and, and all that stuff and it's great it looks great don't get me wrong but yeah everybody's relationship is is different um 
it's like beautiful in their own way find somebody that yeah. is actually worth your time first of all <laughs> and then create your own goals i hate all these relationship goals hashtag relationship goals hashtag best man ever maybe he won't be the best man if i dated him because i have different i have a different way of looking at life you know yeah exactly. so it's but me i think i think that that's where this whole thing became a problem because we started to see that culture of hooking up on you know on shows like friends and stuff like that um let's talk about maybe not necessarily solutions i know you've uh. said that um you know women or sorry people have to discuss the idea of consent let's talk about yeah. you know how we were re- socialized as women to be to be meek to be uh submissive how would you tell that woman to be her own agency and advocate for herself in a relationship um honestly like I first of all say like honestly I believe it's really tough um you know like years and years and just generations of being told you're nothing and you you know like you can't speak up like you know how do you even begin even like say anything how do you even start um speaking up against like a man who is honestly a man you know like they should be honest they generally stronger than us mm-hmm. um you know like they can throw those in um but so it, it, it's like kind of tough so i think like first of all just say like you know what once you start to have you know this feeling when you're kind of over it and you want to start like advocating for yourself i just think like i would say like first of all it's going to be tough you're going to get a lot of resistance also because like the man it is um just like society wise they are taught to you know feel a sense of a way to feel like they're a man and like mm-hmm. they're a strong one and like they can take whatever they want so of course um i would say like it's going to be tough it's going to take a minute for him to like really realize like i'm so much you're saying um also i would say that i think women when we're hurt and stuff like we tend to like come i think we're supposed to say advocate for yourself i think you know people just picture like Absolutely. I, I think 
absolutely. Like, it makes no sense, like, she guys already had, like, a fight during the morning, kind of, I'm sorry, um, during the morning, and then, like, um, you know, the afternoon, like, actually, they talk about consent, or whatever, in AJ, I'm like, um, that's really not the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I get it, so I think, you know, for the time, everything is cool, everything's nice, and, you know, everyone's happy, and, you know, just bring up the topic, very simple terms, you know, explain yourself, answer questions, and I, me personally, um, just because I tend to, like, be really quick with understanding, um, like, and also, like, you know, like, affecting information and receiving it mm-hmm. sometimes, um, I get irritated slightly quicker when another person isn't getting what I'm trying to tell them, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, it's like, you know, patience is a really big thing. Like, if you're not understanding oh, yeah. the stupid questions or whatever it is, honestly, they're trying to understand you. Mm-hmm. I think, like, you know, just, like, try to explain it the best way that you can. And I think once when we have the conversation, it's, like, stuff was left, or, you know, the person still doesn't understand you, ask them if they're more comfortable maybe speaking to an outside party who maybe can help you guys understand each other. That's why I say therapy is really, like, important thing. I yeah. feel like, um, you know, even if everything is perfect, everything is good, always go to therapy because you don't know, like, maybe there's a little bit of miscommunication here and there. Definitely, and if you're if you're if the therapist notices that, and it doesn't it's not always the woman, but whoever is in the relationship, your the therapist can notice if somebody's being silenced and, or or they're they don't feel comfortable speaking. So those are things that they'll notice. For me, I think if you are you know a woman and and you find that you have a hard time. And forgetting for yourself or or being your own agent agency, then I don't think you should date because I think you should work on that. It's something that you, you're going to have to work on before you date because part of the dangerous thing with, you know, being in that place where you don't feel so good about yourself you there are men out there who are specifically attracted to people like you who don't know don't really know what they want who don't really advocate for themselves who aren't going to say that something is wrong they are men specifically insecure men men who have not healed from whatever trauma who who seek out women like that so yeah if you find that that's you i think honestly Keep away from dating and try to figure that part out. That's my own um, personal piece. Um, so this next part of the of this podcast, they're talking about, you know, a, an interesting part of consent. But I'll let you listen to it, and we'll okay. we'll speak more about it. Need to need to have sex, so, and then. The guy's like, but we were having sex. And some people go like, yeah, that they were having sex. I, like, I don't like it when like a waiter at a regular place that I eat just assumes my order. Every time I would like to place an order. Yes. Or be asked what yeah, you want. Ask me. If right? the person says, mm-hmm. same as always, then I go, yes, please. Like, you should just say the usual, madame. And then she can say, yes, please, garçon. And then you carry on. Yeah. I think because I think a lot of the time people don't like consent because they think consent is boring. Have you heard that? By the I way, I hear it all the time, and I think we have to change our context around it. Um, I think people don't want to hear no. 
is what the, why they call it boring or why they think it's not sexy. Um, and we have to change the context that consent is sexy, period. Um, when I first got here, I put my hand out and you two shook my hand, but I didn't ask if you wanted to shake my hand. We're calling that consent, but it actually has no consent whatsoever. You don't know where my hands have been today. Um, it could have been disgusting. It could have been super sweaty. I could have held your hand super long. No, we didn't discuss any. Okay. So this particular part, she's talking about something that we all do, you know, I've definitely, I've definitely done it where I just stick my hand out for someone to shake my hand or I go in for a hug. I'm definitely guilty of, <laughs> you know, doing this. What did you think like when you, you heard this for the first time? Um, to be honest, I was like, oh, well, I 100% agree with her. Um, I personally just don't like shaking men's hands because I've had, like, all the great experiences where, like, you know when they shake your hand and then they kind of hold it way too long or, like, mm -hmm. they do the weird thing where they put, like, their finger and, like, they slide it across your hand. I'm like, you like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I just want to shake your hand and keep it going. Mm -hmm. So, from even, just from, like, me greeting like my family members, you know, like I go to like a family event and like, you know, relatives and it's like, oh, whatever, uncle, whatever, you know, all this stuff, you know, and it's like, for me, I think like, I don't know if it was like a rebellion thing, like I just didn't like shaking hands because like, from my young age, I was like, this is very uncomfortable. Um, remember there's a time, it was some rat, okay, it was some uncle, mm -hmm. and I remember shaking his hand. And I was like, okay, so she's like, oh, hi, uncle, how is everything, you know, like, oh, it's cool. I'm like, oh, it's good, whatever. And that man held onto my hand for like a good 10 minutes. I was uncomfortably sitting there and had his arm around me. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, can you let me go? I want to go play with my friends. Mm -hmm. I think that was the moment I was like, this is disgusting. This is annoying. Like, don't touch me. Like, I'm super uncomfortable. So I personally don't shake hands. Um, I was in a job where, you know, like, when people come in, you're like, oh, hi, you know, like, welcome, nice to meet you, my name is this. And I, I think I was the only person on the team that I would literally, like, my hands would be the back of my, you know, on the back, and be like, hi, how are you, my name is, you know, like, Maria, like, you know, we're doing this and this, and I never shook hands. And even when, like, after, like, the, you know, the meeting, the appointment, people would throw out their hands, mm -hmm. and I would do it, but it's just because, like, I didn't want you to feel embarrassed. Yeah, and so feel like you're being hand. rude like, or something. Hand. Yeah, but it is super uncomfortable because, like, women, I feel like men, for the most part, maybe they're just like, hey, this is what I'm taught in business school, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you, greet your, you greet the person, you shake their hand, and you go. So I think it's just like, okay, it's a regular thing to do, but I'm like, no, I think it should be, like, respectful. Some culture doesn't even, people don't even shake hands, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so what if you disrespect someone's culture? What if you're, like, making people uncomfortable? So I think... Yeah, she's right, because now, so someone will be listening to that and being like, okay, you guys are being extra. Do you think that uh -huh. if we start, because, you know, after that, I didn't want to play the clip for too long, but do uh -huh. you think that we need to start asking for consent? Like what every time you meet people... Because um, at one point she says, even when people ask, usually when people ask for consent to give a hug, they're already going in for a hug. One thing that I really don't like is, I shouldn't say I really don't like it, but I don't care for hugs. 
and you know when you go to the ugandan church or when you're around people in the community it's uh, like people are like i like hugs and they they just hug you sorry i'm a hugger and they hug you you know what i mean and it's like <laughs> and i know it's coming from like a good place but that's that's really uncomfortable so do you think that that will change that will shift society in a negative way if we start to ask for consent every time we shake shake people's hands or when we uh when we asked if we can hug people like do you think it's good for us to start asking for consent or is it going to just make society awkward and weird really honest I feel like just the topic of consent makes a lot of people very uncomfortable mm-hmm. so of course it is going to make like society a little bit awkward and so you're going to be like oh what should I do what should I do mm-hmm. but I think like if we're more vocal about it by like um, you know be slightly more comfortable because we start talking about it we're like oh actually yeah you know what so I'm going like hug I'm going to like handshake so I'm not to do anything you know mm-hmm. it's literally okay um, if like you know, like, people are now hugging you or shaking your hand because, like, let's just be really serious. Mm-hmm. Um, what is a handshake doing for society? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, let's just be serious. What is a hug doing? You know, like, if I don't know who you are, why are you hugging me? I understand if I hug you because you're my best. Yeah, I hug if I hug yeah. my sister, my mom, my family, like, my friends, like, you know, I hug, you know, like, if There's that comfort level people, that comes with your friends yeah. and your family. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. If it's the first time me meeting you, as society, we should be very comfortable with not shaking people's hands and not hugging people because we don't know them. We don't know what they're dealing with. We don't know their past experiences. We don't know their comfort levels. So I think, like, society should just, like, drop the whole, like, oh, shaking your hands or, like, give people hugs because, like, what is the reason? It doesn't benefit us, like, I don't know, like, for me, when people are like, oh my gosh, like, why would you even, like, not shake your hand, like, because it's uncomfortable, like, but why are you shaking yeah. your hand? What is it really symbolizing? Yeah. Like, I don't really. Like, what does know, greeting? I guess it's like a greeting. It's like, hi, how are you? I've always yeah, liked the idea of like just being like, hello, like maybe a wave. I like waves. Yeah. I don't mind them. Yeah. Or you can just walk in and say hi. Like, I mean, I don't know what's really funny. Um, I have been guys, a lot of guys, you know, maybe when they make a bet or do whatever, they're like, let's shake on it. And then they shake, you know? Mm-hmm. Or as they say, like, okay, let's like, you know, let's, you know, like Uganda, like, they say, like, bonga. You get Bonga, so, you know, yes. That's the fist pump. Yeah, and I've seen guys do it. So I don't think it should be very difficult for men to understand why a woman doesn't want to shake their hand or we get mm-hmm. their hand. Because, like, and even them, they literally, in a sense, get consent from their friends when they're, like, making a bed or, like, you Absolutely. know, shaking or whatever it is. So yeah. they'll be all right. I think, you know, they'll be all right. Like, they'll be fine. <laughs> like, there's really no reason for them to start acting up. But, of course, like, you know, men are always be men. So there's always going to be a lot of resistance. But yeah. I think, like, if you, also, as a man, if you respect a woman and, you know, just women in general, you're going to respect um, a person's decision not to shake your hand or get a hug or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's really uncomfortable, like, especially hugs. I'm like, oh, oh my god Where yeah I, I you know and 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 like the thing with hugging is i'm very i'm insecure about my not in, insecure is the wrong word i'm sensitive about my my love handles and and it's like i don't want people like grabbing on my fat tissue <laughs> so that for me that's 
you know i'm like oh they're they're touching a roll oh god they're touching a roll or a love handle so for me more so like i don't like i generally hate touch and i i will hug people but i prefer not to personally um yeah because it's just i, I and i know that this is going to sound crazy it just seems if we're friends that's different because like we've known each other if you're family you know like we've yeah. been cool but if i meet you for the first time like and and one thing i found with men is they do i don't know if you've ever been in the club and like you're just standing there remember that hot mess we won't say her name but remember that hot mess barbecue we went to yeah and yep. <laughs> When I tell yep, you guys, no, like, okay. guys were literally saying, excuse me, you know, across the breast, across my thighs. Like, it was weird. Like, I couldn't believe it. And, like, guys do this thing where, like, when they're at the club, they're, excuse me. Hello? Oh. We had some technical difficulties. We had some technical difficulties there. <laughs> um, but hopefully it's not too not too horrible. Um, but yeah, I was saying like guys do this thing where they over like when you're in a club, especially like or at a party, they like press up on you. And it's like this weird and then when you talk about it with people it's like with other women it's like a normalized thing so honestly i would rather especially men because you know males tend to be really creepy and just disgusting and not respect personal boundaries so i'd rather you yeah. just didn't touch me to be honest um yeah. let's just be like hello hi from afar i'm completely and yeah. utterly fine with that i don't see the need to to shake your hand or or give you a hug can you give me a scenario that you think would work if we if we talked about if we're if we're like consenting like give me a say a job interview for example you walk in and they're like hello maria uh and you're the the person who is supposed to be the hiring manager kind of puts out his hand how would you then say like at that point advocate for yourself and say actually like how would you do that especially in situations where there's a power dynamic you are applying for a job um to be honest i would just like straight up be like um sorry i don't really like shake hands and like make like like you see the way i say it i'm like sorry i don't shake hands you know like or make it very like super like you know, like, like, I don't know, like, I want to be, like, you know, hard boys, but, you know, be like, oh, huh, sir, I don't really shake hands, but, you know, it's really great to meet you, um, you know, all of this stuff, whatever, and then you're like, oh, okay, and because, like, I'm not making it a big deal, I think you'll just be like, oh, okay, and I think, like, they should be able to respect, you know, your decision and stuff, because, to be, like, to be really honest, even if, like, you really want this job and the job that you really like, and as a hiring manager, like, you know, and usually it's like the man, like the HR is there and like, you know, someone from the department and usually like it's a head department, like one of the heads, right? So mm-hmm. I think if they can't respect your decision in an interview, how are they going to respect you when you start working there? You know, mm-hmm. how are they going 
expect you to like, you know, you're just to say no to it with your project. Or like, actually, no, I don't want to come for this, like, you know, last trip or whatever. Like, you know, so it's like, even in an interview, I think that's how you could also kind of learn, uh, the, the, you know, the organization that people that actually work for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that I've, I've actually done that before because, like I said, I don't shake hands. And I remember, I actually got the job. Yeah, it wasn't like a thing. I literally mm-hmm. went in the news, you know, I saw the, like, you know, the person put their hand on I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, like, I don't really like shake hands, like, it's a weird thing about me. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm just so excited. And then, you know, like, I think just like, in a way, like, I made it also not uncomfortable for them. So, like, oh, okay. Right. Like, so cool. And, yeah, but let's. Let's talk about the fact that you had to say, "Oh, I'm I'm just weird. I don't want to shake your hand." Why do you feel uh-huh. like you? Why did you feel like you had to say that? You know, why couldn't you just I, be like, "I personally just don't want to." Uh-huh. I I think that like you know, as much as I'm out, you know out here saying you know like my rights and everything, society-wise, not everyone is in the same level, right? Um. Not everyone, you know, understands why I'm doing whatever it is. So it's like, um, when I say, oh, I'm weird, like, I'm also low-key taking that far away from me calling me weird. I'm like, no, I know, it's different. Like, it's different, it's weird. Yeah, I get it, you know? So, mm, okay. I, I just think, like, yeah, like, that's why I say, like, if I say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know me, I'm weird, like, I get it. It's like, the person can't say, it's like, grossing about me, like, oh, I'm weird. So when, you know, comes about firm handshake yes it is the norm of it like that if anything I was thinking more it's sort of you feeling like you need to explain yourself which yeah. which can be problematic I think in itself yeah for sure it is but I think for me when like I do it like well I'm like mm, you can't really you know call me where I do anything I'm like right. yeah and literally like it's something I'll talk about if I do get that job I'll literally the first couple of days I'm you know get to know people whatever I'll be like yeah you know I should die and you know like I you know I Basically, I'll bring it up and be like, yeah, you know, I've been told him, like, you know, not shake my hand. Like, you know, he was kind of weird, I guess. You know, I didn't want to weird him out, but, like, I did say I'm kind of weird. It's different. Mm-hmm. And then that way, like, yeah, then that way they're like, oh, okay. She's even telling me about it, like, as if it's not an issue. And it's really not, like, because it's my choice, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, for me, just, like, taking the power from them to, like, be like, oh, my gosh, that girl is just weird. I'm like, oh, I know. And yeah. Like, okay, good, let's go. So, so speaking on on the the topic of jobs and employment, have you heard of the Times Up movement? Yes, I've actually heard of it. So, yeah, so, so for those for those who don't know what the Times Up movement is, it's it's similar to the Me Too movement, but particularly for 
uh, women at work, like women in the workplace, I believe. I don't know. I think it is women. I think it, it was like it was started to address uh, power dynamics yeah. in the workplace and how that creates, you know, sort of uh-huh. it, it creates women being put in, in, in disgusting situations with men. Um, yeah. I don't I'm trying to think of a time when I, the only thing I can think of was in school. Um, you know, I grew up in Uganda, as as those of you know, and I went to boarding school. And uh, the teachers, so so we had these male teachers that were just like really weird. So we had to. They would like when it was time for assembly, they would like rush into our bathrooms and like cane us and be like, "You people need to get ready." But like we were literally naked. Um, because I was like always in the back because I always knew teachers had a habit of like breaking into our bathrooms to tell us to go for assembly regardless of if we were naked. It, it like at that age I was like, what the hell is wrong with these teachers, you know? And then I particularly remember an incident. I was in the dorm. Everybody was at assembly and this teacher, I will never forget came into the dorm while I was in my towel, right? And he's like, why are you covering up? And I'm like, because you, you, like, you budged in here. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, I have a wife. Why are you covering your body? And keep in mind, guys, I'm literally 12 years old. And I'm going, like, I just, I don't understand. And then he tries to literally be like, sort of try to cane me so my my towel falls down and then I threatened him and I'm like you know what my dad does for a living I will literally tell him what you did if you if you keep bothering me if you keep harassing me so eventually he left I had the same incident with the same teacher in a toilet who tried to get me out of the toilet while I was in there you know and we we had and i wasn't the only one it was such a normal thing i remember me and my friends used to talk about like what is wrong with mr kaiser like why is he such a pervert you know i found out later on that he he was actually suspended but employed back because they said he was the best english teacher um he he like he was found sleeping with a girl in p7 and it, like all kinds of so, <clears throat> but teachers and I remember I had a teacher who was teachers used to do this thing. I uh, for those who are Ugandans, there was a show called Life Motto, and a character called Lindo. Lindo had a habit of sending his kids, sending students to his house, and then when he would get to their when he would get to their house, when they would get to his house, he would rape them and infect them with HIV. It was like an educational show type of thing. So my mom used to be like, under no circumstances should you ever accept to be anywhere by yourself with a teacher. I don't care. Cry, do what, do what. So I'm at school. (laughs) Again, same teacher. He's like, Jen, take my uniform and my 
books to my house i was like no the driver is waiting for me i have to go home what did you just say take my books to my house no i'm not taking anything to your house you have legs you have hands you can go by yourself he proceeds to try to cane me at that point the driver comes out of the car and he's like what the hell is going on here and then i tell him he's trying to force me to go to his house my the driver then screams at him he's like how old is she why would you send her to your house is she your wife and he gets scared and like kind of flees away same same teacher so i was fortunate i was in a position where my dad my dad worked for the government and so teachers were very careful in how they treated me you know yeah. but those are my like that was my experience sort of with there was no such thing as consent at that time teachers were allowed to walk into your dormitories male teachers walk into your dormitories walk into your bathrooms while you were naked there's so many friends of mine like who you know were were forced to stand there naked because he was like don't cover yourself and they actually listened we were young we were literally 12 years old and like just to come from that to to like thinking i i didn't think about that until like when i became an adult and i was like that was fucked up yeah it was it was messed up like listen that's an experience you had the same thing i also went to uganda like i grew up in uganda sorry i went to boarding school and mm-hmm. that was it um for us it was the exact same thing and for us it was like more like um you know like i would say like the girls would get you know the fuller you know like they maybe developed a little bit earlier than the rest of us mm-hmm. um you know like you know they had the nice bomb and like the nice you know like the breasts were coming in so of course, you see the teachers like always saying those girls like, "Hey, you know, come to my, you know, whatever," because they had some of the staff um, staying on campus, right? The know, staff the quarters, yeah. Like, if, yeah. So of course, like they'll be there and be like, "This is this is how it's suspicious. Like, what are you doing? Like, no." Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's the same thing. And for us, we just had uh, morning jogging uh, on Saturday and Sunday uh, morning. So like, literally, like I think it was like six or something boom 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 the bell rings and you have to get up where you're jogging gear and then you know start running mm-hmm. that's what's called jogging these men would chase you but of course they would like chase you like a stick or whatever but of course they they'll literally be behind you mm-hmm. just looking at your bum literally that's what they'll do oh my god and i'm like god. this is sexual harassment like i want to stand literally you know? and, like, like, man. like it, it was uncomfortable and like you see girls like and especially there's mainly two of them that used to do it Mm-hmm. So literally, like you would see them, and like that, like I remember the times when he was just like on me. I'm like, sir, this is jogging. It's not running. You're chasing me. I cannot breathe. You're literally on my thing. I'm like, whenever you stop, they like literally get so close to you. Like I don't even know. Like they would literally be like on your back. Literally, like their bodies are like plastered on my back and my butt and everything, and they whisper in your ear, like, "You need to start running, you need to start running." And oh I'm like, "Oh my god, oh, I'm tired, like I can't." And of course, like eventually, when they figured out, like you know, um, my family was like kind of like close with like you know, um, the headmistress and everything, and then they stopped doing that stuff to me because they mm-hmm. realized like, okay, this girl here is a lot of trouble. I'm yeah. like, yeah, and I still like stop doing that. 
you're harassing me, first of all. This is jogging. Why mm-hmm. am I running? Like, I'm not running a marathon. I'm like, what is this? Let yeah. me jog and, you know, keep it going. So, I, like, listen, I remember one of my good friends, I'll never forget that day, I was traumatized for her. Mm-hmm. So, teacher walked in and you could ask, like, in P5, so it's like, looks like grade 11, you know, mm-hmm. before you graduate high school and whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of us were literally, now, you know, we're dressing up. It's all girls' school, of course. So, there's no way we're thinking any men are going to be here. And I remember that day, it was weird because, like, the bell didn't ring it for morning prep, mm-hmm. right? And this man is in our dorm. All of us are naked, lucky, but my bed was, like, in a way where I can hide. So yes, same. Because my friend's bed was, like, some, like, you know, like, all along the light thingy. So, of course, along the wall. So, of course, like, when she's all standing over her bed, like, she's literally, like, where the staircase, you know, like, you end up on. So, when he walked in, he just, like, stared at her. He was, like, yelling at us. And then he just stopped and just, like, kept looking at her. And I'm looking at him. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at him. I'm looking at her. I'm like, there. Can you oh my Like, God. she's literally naked. Like, I remember she had no bra on, but she had, like, you know, um, the little, uh, what's it called? The silk thingies we used to wear under the skirt. Oh, so petticoat, like, yeah. Like, yes, the petticoat was on, though, and, like, her panties, of course. But, like, her breasts were, because she was reaching out to grab her bra to put on her, you know, her bra. So, I was, like, and she was traumatized. So, this day, we actually talk about that day. And yeah. she's, like, you don't understand how to this day, I'm, like, what the hell was happening? Like, why did he think that? Like, who the fuck were these me? teachers that were allowed to exactly. teach children? <sighs> I don't understand. And the thing is, too, it's because I guess, like, the way, like, life is that formation is really, like, unfair. Those teachers would still be there. I believe that man is probably still teaching. Where mm-hmm. I went to school. I'm not going to out them. But, like, you know? I will out him, Mr. Kaiser. You're a pervert. <laughs> I have outed you. Mm-hmm. Pervert teacher. Pervert. Sorry, go ahead. That's why I had to. No, but you're right. I forgot his name. I would have literally said it. But it was like the short, you know, he's just like, like math. Yeah, I remember. That's what he's just like math physics. And it was a short guy. He's always been like, you know, he's like perfect. But he was like always running and like playing sports and stuff. But that man was a perv. But also all the men there were pervs. Literally, all the teachers at school were perverts. Yeah. And also, I figured that the younger um, teachers were bringing in, those were the worst. Because I Mm -hmm. remember for a fact, I forgot that we were like skin, who was like a little light skin man, and he teach me like literature. I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. He had all the girls like doing him favors and like doing stuff for him. And I was like, yeah, you know, just chilling with. I think his name was Hamza or like Hamza, something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, yeah, I went to like his little house and I was just there chilling, hanging out. And I'm like, um, what are you doing? Like, this man at that point was like, what? Like, literally 15, you know? I'm like, what are you doing in this house? She's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And then, of course, yes. I feel like, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, me and he made out. Me, I'm like, um, that's not okay. With a fucking teacher. teacher. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not okay. Like, if it is, it's also like, here's the thing. He's teaching you. You're in his class. Right. You know? It's not like, oh, he doesn't teach you. There's no, like, way, like, your grades are going to be affected. No. He is your teacher. Like, you see him on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I would just be like, this man is not serious. And like I said, and he was lucky enough to be, in the, you know, like, connect to, like, you know, the head, you know, the principal in the best. Right. So, uh uh-uh, no, no, it's touching me. Like, exactly. Like, oh, girls that maybe I didn't even know about, you know? There's so many people that we 
you know didn't know about um i had a friend who who died of aids because she was molested by a teacher who also died of aids um like all kinds of just like crazy shit that like at that age i was definitely confused i was definitely horrified but yeah. i i never thought about it as this like fucked up thing until i got older and i'm like that was really fucked up and like that's why i'm constantly questioning you know every time a male does anything slight i'm like wondering are you a rapist or like are you like an actual legit person like those are actually questions i ask myself constantly i'm like are you a pervert am i good to go am i not the fact that i have to think about the if you're a rapist or not is i just it's not a way to live but unfortunately that is the brain that i have because of you know the experiences that i've had now yeah ah oh, man where do you think we can even start from to advocate for ourselves in such power dynamics where someone is your teacher somebody is your professor they're your boss how can we even start where do we even begin from is that even possible i think it's really really difficult just because the way society is just built it's literally by men for men you know yeah. so it's just really going to be so difficult to like you know even start to like figure out a way but i think like I think there is always power in numbers. Um I think like you know all these rape cases and everything that comes like you know keep coming up like it has proved that like if you can find someone who is willing to speak up and like kind of join you in your like um you know fight for like fairness and like whatever your fight is I think it's usually a little bit like not easier but uh, like it gives you a like, gas to kind of keep going because you're like okay one person you know has the same story as me and they're willing to speak up and then yeah. you know, once maybe like um like to me personally like maybe i'll be shy or like i, I don't even know where to start from but if i see some person a brave you know beautiful woman coming up like yeah i am not standing for this and she's like listen if anyone you know has been treated the same way and like you know wants to speak up I think like I'll be more inclined to kind of like start saying something mm-hmm. um and I think like you know that way more people will be like confident and like you know have like you know that thing like okay let's you know start talking about it you know yeah. so in a workplace but like in a school setting I think that like um once people um start coming together I think it'll be easier because like I have yeah. seen it happen you know what's been that person where I said oh this person did this to me and they didn't believe me because I'm one person you know like yeah. well, are you sure maybe misinterpreted whatever it was or maybe and, like and your uh, parents like, have to start really being involved in the child's life because you know because i was yeah. living with my father at that time i couldn't tell him stuff like that there was no exactly. you couldn't talk about yeah, anything sexual that happened to you you know at that uh-huh. time yeah. uh, parents yeah. have so, to black families need to start uh-huh. talking about sex teach your kids what is inappropriate i understood that it was inappropriate but i had nowhere to take that you know i had yeah, nowhere yeah. to to go and be we only talked among ourselves and we're like when and that mr kaiser guy was like what the fuck like you know so yeah, you're right yeah it's very stupid we all talk about it among ourselves but no one would ever you couldn't go home and talk to your mom one. about it or your sister sorry sorry at home mm. with your older sister yeah. let's say 
it was so yeah, I think I, we need to start opening up that communication within our relatives and really because it's such a the, I don't know if you heard about that Gaya's uh, is it Gaya's or Nabisunsa guy who died he was um he was this like revered headmaster or whatever I don't know if it's Gaya's or Nabisunsa I can't is Namagunga a it was a girls school I know I remember yeah, that. Was it a Catholic school for Namagunga Catholic it's a Catholic yes because they were referring yeah, to him in like Namagunga. a Christian okay so this guy died yeah, keep in mind he had like uh, <laughs> almost 29 children and oh he God. had all these women say no 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 it wasn't i think i remember it was all like theta or like one of those schools like and believe they had different campuses and he was sick right was he yes he was sick and he died but yes, then when he passed and like yeah, all these girls came forward all these girls came forward and they were like he he raped me he molested me and the amount of ugandans that were online being like but he was a great teacher you women why did you take so long and one of the fucking things that pisses me off is we tell women why didn't they report ali men when you when they shoot you why did you come after they shot you why didn't you just keep quiet hmm no why didn't you just come the moment they shot you why did you come after do you realize how stupid you sound when you tell women that they should have they should have come when it happened how they were children exactly there's no one to talk to because everyone has the same mindset that you're having and you're portraying online right now i couldn't believe it i think you know what think that, like you know what like at the end of the day women as much as we want like um men to be our allies and all this stuff and it's They're always not. great that we have males as allies i think that like for men it's gonna take a minute mm. but i think you know you better say it again you know, like, yeah like but i think like women all of us have had some type of similar like i think we're all connected mm-hmm. it's that like we've had an experience where but like someone touched you inappropriately or you didn't ask for something or you were raped or you know like you were passed by for promotion because you didn't sleep with the boss mm-hmm. you know all these different things and i think that's the one thing that can unite us mm-hmm. but i think like we need to start confiding in each other and supporting each other and just be like this that happened to you that happened to me let's yeah like, see how we talked about it and you're like oh my gosh did that happen at your school that happened at my yeah. school imagine the people who are going to be listening to it and being like oh my gosh that happened at my That's school true. so, yeah. so you can imagine how many people are out there yeah i think honestly like and i'm like i get saying men and this fight of us, you know, because, you know, the ones who are the leaders, the ones who are hired. And they created patriarchy, so. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think the first step is create, like, a safety mate, like, you know, like, listen, no one can come for me, I have my girls that are backing me up, mm-hmm. and, you know, we move on from there, but, yeah, men, they're always great to have a reason to excuse <clears> their behavior, you know, like, even as, I've seen good men, and it, it doesn't take away that they're still good men, to me, they're still great men, but I've also seen them, like, sit there, and in 
a way defend like another man like I'm like it's still wrong I don't yeah. understand like I don't uh, like for you why do you think that's okay but like, I I yeah. it. it's just how like they're raised whatever yeah. it is or something it's going to be a minute before we have all the men on board Absolutely. and not having like you know say stupid things like oh when did you come soon I'm like okay I was scared bitch I was 12 how or shoot and like it doesn't how? even matter like again and let's try have somebody stab you hmm? and just leave it like that don't deal with it and then i can ask you why didn't you come to the police right when they stabbed you bitch then you can come and ask why a woman didn't come forward as soon as it happens that is the stupidest bullshit statement i've ever heard in my entire life don't say that you sound stupid you sound like an idiot um literally but no so i think for me the biggest thing is systems have to change we have to create laws that are not even laws but we have to create policies in the workplace that aren't oppressive for women why is every ceo a man why don't we have people in the workplace to hold these ceos not even people but why aren't there policies to hold CEOs accountable. I'll give you an example. At my old job where I worked for like a camp, like a church camp, um, when a child has to go to the bathroom, you have to go get another worker to go to the bathroom with the child. There's no such thing. And then when the child does go to the bathroom, both of you have to stand outside unless it's a situation where they need their pants like they need help and then you have to do it in front of the other worker and then you have to go and write it in the incident report took child to the bathroom child needed help with their pants da 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 there there are policies in place to make sure that a child does not get abused we need those yeah. same policies for women in positions you know in in work in the workplace we need to create uh, a safe space for yeah. there was this crazy scandal with Matt Lauer. I don't know if you heard about this. He had a thing under his desk and anytime a, a woman working for I think he's from NBC. Anytime like you know how you enter the office and you're like, "Sir, here are your uh papers." You know, like yeah. for for your this is like your plan for for the day. He would lock them in in his uh office oh my god with with the thing under his desk and then he would literally sexually assault them anally like from the back oh my gosh no and then they had nowhere to run and so yeah because of course he's locked them in he's locked them in and they did, so they, these were typically i think new employees who didn't know anything about the desk thing and you know and then you have you know and and it could be and it doesn't have to be as as graphic as like raping somebody in the office sometimes it's you got your fucking compliments you know when a woman is in the office this has happened to most of us where when you're working around men they feel the need yeah. to to say these fucking disgusting comments like because because he's your supervisor he feels like he has the right to be like oh nice this nice that and you can literally tell by the tone of it that it's coming from a creepy place. Yeah. We have to even for those little things, we have to create an environment where it's not okay. It's not okay for you to do that to me in the workplace. I'm coming here to work 
and that's it i didn't come here for your compliment so yeah literally like it's fine like you don't have to tell me whatever like i'm not looking i'm not fishing for it like my life is going to be better could you say that like mm -hmm. just keep that exactly like and it's honestly, so yeah, fucking annoying like just shutting people up because i also think like you know when like someone says something that you like uh thanks but then you'll be like ah oh, you know you don't really have to say anything like it's fine yeah and then, you know just keep it going but i guess it's kind of it can be really difficult though because absolutely I, like we're like so trained and like conditioned it can be kind of tough mm -hmm. so i think yeah but i think once we like you know it's just like i think if we're all back together as women support each other start you know having you know safer like you know workplace um mm -hmm. you know like conditions and everything and i just think just like knowing where like i'm not going to lose my job or i'm not going to not gonna you know like be declined for a project because i told you off like that safety net type of way mm -hmm. like that, that, that safety net thing like i think people will be more comfortable saying something i feel like if i know for a fact that my job is not going to punish me for speaking up mm -hmm. i'll be fine but if i'm scared and like i have kids at home i'm a single mom hey please at some point you're like i'll just deal with the stress yeah like, which isn't I, fair you know for for people having to feel like they have to you know deal with your fucking comments but this brings me to my next um i don't know i think the the, the solution here is no not even solution but first steps is we have to create policies that that advocate for people that you know are subordinates and and they're vulnerable to be abused by people in power um i don't know how else because I, it's unrealistic to think that uh, someone who is a subordinate is going to stand up to their boss that's most likely not gonna happen given the power dynamics um but this brings me to my next point in this in this podcast she talks about being um a cancer survivor and one day she's on a subway and someone says, because, you know, with cancer, you know, you lose your hair, right? And she's yeah. on the subway and someone is like, oh, my God, girl, you know, I love, I actually like love, 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 love your hair. And she, it was jarring because she didn't willingly lose her hair. She actually used to love her hair, but because of yeah. cancer, she lost it all. I want to get sort of like your take on because this is something that was very, very interesting to me. Initially, when I heard when I listened to the podcast, I was like, girl, they don't know you, but they have really good intentions. But then when I listened to it again, it's yeah. like I put myself in her shoes, you know, when it's like kind of like when you have lost weight because you were really sick and someone is like, Banange, you look so good. You lost so much weight. Yes. But it's like, yeah. you kind of triggered that person to think about their sickness that caused their weight loss or caused their hair loss. Yeah. So what do you yeah, think? Like, what did you think when you heard? Because I, I sent you the clip. Yeah, I heard it. And at first, like, I was literally waking up, like, okay, but, like, how you do like, you know, I was a random person in the subway, supposed to know what you went through. They're just trying to be nice. But also, like, you know what? I could took a step back and was like, you know, I'm not in that situation, I don't know. And I think she's also right. This should be really honest. Like, for me, one thing um, I've learned, like, over the past, like, I guess, like, two years ago, we have to be sensitive mm -hmm. to people. 
Um, I just felt like me personally, like, and I think it was from my own experiences, but like certain things would trigger me. Mm-hmm. And like people would just be like, oh my gosh, Maria is overreacting, Maria is just being extra, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, you guys don't understand, like, I'm not dealing with a lot, you know? Just because I come home, you know, go to my room, shower, whatever, do whatever I need to do. And, like, I just go, you know, and sleep. It doesn't mean, like, my life is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So when she, when she explained why she, you know, was, like, she could profess to that, you know, that statement, I was like, okay, that makes sense. At yeah. the end of the day, she just had cancer. She yeah. has literally been fighting for her life. A lot of people have died. She's probably scared. I yeah. can only even try to imagine what she even went through. So and for you to be like, oh, girl, that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, she's probably like, first of all, like, uh, my hair was long, you know, and, and she like, loved her you know, long like, hair and had to exactly. lose it. You know, and I, I lost it, I didn't cut it, you know, I lost it. I, mm-hmm. I had no choice than to lose it. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand, I think, like, society, we need to be very, like, sensitive yeah. about, like, people's appearances, generally, right. even how they speak or whatever it is. Because, you know, like, we don't know. We don't know people. We don't know what they're yeah. going through. People are just through a lot. They don't Right. Like, and you don't have, like, honestly, 
the thing is it doesn't matter what your intentions are the the point is your intentions had a negative impact on the person let's stop being like making excuses and being like oh well the intention was good doesn't matter i but you see i i have found that that statement that what you say is 100 true and i think that's where we need to start having that conversation um and i think people understand like i have been in situations multiple times where someone's like oh i did intend to do this and they think that because their intentions you know behind the act that they just made the action should justify these me being that being hurt or being mad or react mm-hmm. the way i reacted mm-hmm. and i'm always like my whole life i've always had to them going listen i understand your intention wasn't whatever it is but the way it happened it made me react so it made me feel this way mm-hmm. and that's something that you can't change your intention family oh my gosh like you want to stop you want to save the whole world from coronavirus perfect but the way you go about it or the way you deliver that message can yeah. still be hurtful to people and when and i think once the, sorry go ahead we um yeah like i think like once people understand that Mm-hmm. I think they'll be very, very like more like I said, like sensitive to how they do things and think more and slightly more critical uh, on how they're gonna approach the situation, how they sit, how they speak, and how they approach people. Because that's like you. Let me tell you something. Like people expect you to be understanding and expect you to just like let stuff go. Mm-hmm. Because oh, I didn't mean to. I didn't intend to hurt you. I'm like, but you did though. <laughs> That's the thing and I've never understood why people say that it does not matter. If I say Maria, I did not intend to drive my car through your bedroom and break your walls. But I did. But you did. No, I have no bedroom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like it just doesn't matter what your intentions were. It is one of the worst ways to apologize. I hate it so much. It does not matter what you intended to do. The point is the impact was negative towards me. Yeah. That is and it. That is it. all. So many times being like I am over that thing and like it actually I, makes me so mad. And it makes me I'm sick. Like, I want to cry. Because yeah. I'm like I, like okay, and It's so hurting. Like I'm still in pain. I'm still not feeling good. Like okay, okay, that's nice. Great. Good for you, but like that's not how I feel. It's so fucking annoying. My God, the fact that we even have to talk about this and like literally be like that sentence is not okay. It's problematic for so many reasons. Doesn't matter why. You know, sometimes women have been like they've been walking to work and. Or they've been going through the mall all day and like all day guys are like, well, you look great, honey. You look, you look good. You look this. You look that. And maybe she's tired of your fucking compliments. Um, one thing I really loved that she said is that ask before you give a compliment. If you can't ask, don't give one. It's as simple as that. Nobody is begging for your compliments. You don't actually have to compliment people. And you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as her, where it's like. I don't hate compliments, but I would rather not receive them. They make me uncomfortable. I haven't figured out why, but I'm not somebody that loves to be complimented. I get very uncomfortable and like I get jittery. I'll say thank you, but I could go my yeah. whole life without receiving compliments. Um and I and by compliments I mean like compliments that have to do with my physical appearance. 
make me super yeah. uncomfortable if you're like oh my gosh jane i love the podcast when i was listening to it it was great that's different that's like my body of work you know when you come to my house you're like oh, i love that tv jane thank you that's that's a non-living thing but when compliments start being like you're so gorgeous and you're so this i get it you you have good intentions but it's uncomfortable yeah. it's weird i don't know oh, yeah. and of my hands you know that's something i i worked hard thank you uh uh-uh, this tv i worked hard for the money thanks for loving it but when it comes to things like banange jen ban i wish i had your boobs banange jen i wish i had those hips it's like it's like okay like it's weird and then it's also more doubly weird and creepy when men specifically go after your body parts because men are creepy and they're already disgusting so I don't need the compliment. Keep it, please, God. Yeah, and I, and I, and I, honestly, like, and I've had to tell my guy friends, I'm like, you know what, like, I understand that, you know, when I come into the room and I'm looking like a boss, you know, you know, like, lady, I'm like, all right, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, everything, like, my hair, because, like, I, like, like, oh my gosh, you have really nice hair, oh my gosh, like, you look good. I'm like, hey, you know, like, you're right, it does look good, but you also don't know, like, bro, I have sat through a whole day washing it, doing whatever I need to yeah. do, buy all those products, and yeah. then look at the hair that I wanted to do, did not work out, now I have to switch it. So I'm like, you know what, like, for me, with my hair, I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know, like, bet, you know, it looks nice. So I'm like, so then, I, I, I just feel like, and you're right, like, men always focus on, like, just the physical The things. physical, like, okay, thank you. Me, honey like i don't know you sir don't call me that one of my biggest pet peeves is when i meet a man for the first time and he calls me sweetie bitch don't call me that i'm not your wife i'm not your i'm not your girlfriend do not do it i I hate it it's so disgusting you're doing because you're confusing me you know what i'm saying like why are you calling me sweetie 
I am now your wife. I am now whatever. I'm your co-worker. Like, Why is that in your text messages? Like, you kind of get me some <laughs> rude situations I can be in the middle of. I'm like, if I got this meeting, you better be trying to like, you know, come for me. Like, do you want to marry me? Do you like yeah what is your intention like and i can guarantee you whatever your intention is i'm not interested please stop harassing women um (laughs) i mean literally i never address that part every time someone calls me that i'm like i'm not addressing that what the fuck your day. I yeah. you, and I, you will never get those responses back. Never. Like, Not in that? this life. Like, yeah. I'll send you a I can't do it. And you know what? This, the conversation about consent could go on forever and ever because there's so many layers and, and layers that need to be addressed, you know? It's, it's like one of those things that's like, you can't, I don't know, you can't really put your finger on it. It's very multidimensional. It's very... Um, and it's also forever changing. I yeah. think, like with the times and everything, mm-hmm. it's always going to be changing. But you know, like now, like also, I think like this whole thing of like you know the social media and like you know who you're sending um your little like you know those little um sexy you know video you send to your partner, like you know it's we're back. <laughs> uh, we had some technical <laughs> issues again, but you were saying sorry. Yeah, like I was saying, like, consent is so, like, multi, like, layered and, like, mm-hmm. it's very complicated. But and also, like, I think with the times, it's always kind of changing and I have to keep addressing, like, you know, like, multiple, like, you know, things that, that they come up. Like I was saying, like, in you know, the social media age, like, you know, people sending, like, little, like, you know, like, um, like, third trap, you know, like, you send a little, like, nice picture, you're, like, you know, little nude, whatever, to your partner, you're thinking you guys are safe, and you're in this situation together, mm-hmm. and then they post it. I'm like, hey, say yes, you, you know, for you to post it between me and you. So, like, yes, and social media, like, who can, like, yeah. address you, can, like, reach out to you, who can, how who has access to you, so it's a very, like, you're right, it's very, very complicated, and yeah. it's forever changing. But I think, yeah. but I think it's an important issue to address in every area. Absolutely, every way. Like even friends, even friends need to have conversation about consent. Like, I think that's where it needs know, to siblings, start from. Family, yeah, I think I, I I always say charity begins at home. Yeah. Um, and yes, you you have to start these conversations within your friends, within your when you hear the, your your homeboy saying some dumb shit, correct him. You know, or you hear your your mom saying certain things like, my mom used to say stuff like, for a long time she'd be like, but where would you go out at 2 a.m.? What do you expect? I don't expect to be raped at 2 a.m. I expect to go out and come back to my home. Yeah, yeah. And it took a long time to actually get my mom to understand that 
a rapist at 2 a.m. is a rapist at 10 a.m. It doesn't make a difference. A rapist yeah. is a rapist. It's like I think like it's an intergenerational thing that like Absolutely. you know they're taught that way they 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 make it a normal thing and then mm. it's like the norm so of course they're gonna sit there you know for us who are woke you know but um, you have like, to combat uh, that way yeah. of thinking. You know, I've had these yeah. issues with like, an, uh, like aunties many times, and I'm like, I never tolerate that type of talk around me. I'm always like, no, 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 that's inappropriate for you to say. That is, that's weird. I had an incident recently. I think I told you. I don't know if I told you, but this guy that um, I guess we're cool. You know, we've known each other since primary school right. back in Uganda, and I can't remember what we were. T- oh yeah. He, he's, I asked him what, because he posted his girlfriend. I'm like, oh my God, her eyebrows look bomb, eh? What eye pencil does she use? And, yeah. and he's like, oh, I'm not sure I'll ask her. And so he's like, then I think he sent me something weird. And I was like, oh, that, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking actually for the brand name so I can look for it. Maybe I can mm-hmm. buy it here. And... Yeah. And then he's like, oh, she finally gave me the name. Here you go. I Sorry, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I think I made a joke like, that's that makes sense. Obviously, you wouldn't know, you know, yeah. what I'm talking about. I think I made like a, I think she would be worried if you, or I think I said I would be worried if you knew so much about makeup. Like a, a light, which I realized now was, was a horrible joke. But it was like a, yeah. <laughs> like a lightheaded, of course you don't, I get it. It would be weird if you did, you know, seeing as you're, you're married and stuff. Yeah. If you were like in love with yeah. makeup and whatever. Anyway, so then he responded, he's like, he said something like, I wish I was gay. So we talked about a bunch of other things. And then at one point he's like, I wish I could pretend I was gay so that I can... F women. I can't even say that word. I've been swearing this whole time, but I'm not even, yeah. So I wish I could pretend I was gay so I could F women whenever I want. And I'm like, first of all, what? what? If you are gay and you're my friend and I know you're like, you're like, you know, you're like into other men. But he's saying that like I so I'll pretend to be gay, then I'll f them. That's so ridiculous. I was just like women. Secondly, disrespectful to all the gays because they're not. They don't do that. Very problematic. And I was like, if you want to sleep with women, why don't you just ask them? And then he goes, oh, you, you didn't even get my joke. God, you're so, you're so sensitive. That's not a joke. And I'm like, that's a it's very expensive a joke. joke. And of all people, you thought to make that joke to me? Exactly. I'm I like, look like the bitch you, that, that, that wants to, that will laugh about that. What is it? A, <laughs> what? Of all the jokes, you I thought Jane would laugh that. at that. Like, I was, I was like, wait, what's going on? And then I remember feeling this guilt, like I had done something wrong. And then I was like, no, that was a fucking inappropriate joke. But I had to call my friend and be like, this is inappropriate, right? Like, this is not okay that he said this. And they're like, no, that's sick. That's disgusting that he said something like that. 
But basically, but the fact that it was a joke to him, like that's very offensive. Like, like it's not funny. Exactly. And like, if you want to ask, like, come and ask me. I'll probably say yes or no, depending on what is happening. Like, just ask. Like, women are not difficult being. They're not complicated. Like people would think. Like, if you want to have sex, if they want to have sex, they'll have sex with you. Like, it's not that difficult. And I was so horrified, and and like all this to say that it's going to be uncomfortable to you know to tell people like that's inappropriate that you can't say stuff like that it's uncomfortable yeah. but you have to do it because when you're part of the problem is like when you're silent you are contributing to the problem say something you're right. when your friends are yeah. talking some dumb shit and let me tell you i felt uncomfortable because like the i was like wait am i not having a good sense of humor oh my god like am i not like what but i joke all the time why don't i get this joke oh my god because it was a fucking offensive joke it was a dumb joke to make you know so it it will be uncomfortable but we have to we have to talk about consent and also address these like creeps that are in our society and like then people won't feel comfortable to disrespect women in that way and the reason why consent has become a conversation that evolves around women because women especially black women are the most disrespected of <laughs> the bunch you of know course. yeah um, yeah, we're the ones who always have to deal with everything. We're the most disrespected. Like people mm-hmm. don't understand what we're saying. And when we it's resist, it's it's always and negative. Um, yeah. where do you think this conversation needs to be heading? Especially, I want you to think more so, black people. Where do we need to be heading with the conversation about consent? And should we involve the elders? Or do you think they're too far gone? Um, I think with the elders, I think it's like half, like it's a 50-50. Mm. Um, I think, you know, some of them are, you know, very stuck in their ways. And honestly, like, this is really sad to say, but like they're about to die anyways. Like, um, <laughs> like you know how much effort you want to put into oh, that, God. you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like to be really honest. Some of them are about to like pass on, like, you know, someone's like, like almost like 75 like when you're really like sitting there and like you know really like ramming them like oh that's a sense like how many more couple you know how many more years do you have right but i also believe that um majority of them like and i feel like that percentage where like they're really stuck in their ways like maybe like a little bit i think majority of them um you know with not like with age comes with them but like i think with age comes like experiences Mm-hmm. And I think they have seen things, they have, you know, um, experienced other things. And I think mm-hmm. the, like, you know, the ones who kind of like, you know, after a while, of course, things happen when you're in it. But like, after a while, you kind of today reflect, I think that some elders are like, yeah, that was kind of messed up. I don't even know why we did that to y'all, you know, like it was really, like it was really messed up. Like, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I think like, for the most part though, most elders were in that older age, like when they're really, really older. Mm-hmm. Um, will be like, yeah, that's you know, like I've seen like even like my grandma, like I've seen her like gradually change from like certain stances, you know, mm-hmm. she's, uh, not even serious, but like the older that she gets, so she's like, you know what? Just have fun,
Yeah. And she'd be like, no, you can't be a bitch, you can't be a bitch, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait, what? So now, I think, like, of course, like, no. You're yeah. fortunate. Like, I think you're in a, a fortunate situation yeah. because. I don't find a low key progressive. Yeah, like, even like, the way your mom, sense. like, your mom the grandmother that you're talking yeah. about okay yeah yeah that's the one but like but i guess she's very stuck in a little ways but also my mom like she traveled and she met people and she's also learned and like lived certain situations so of course she's like ah, you know like this is a red flag watch this and like even a couple of days ago <clears> she was providing the group chat with my sister about mm. like intimacy this intimacy that and then like you know if everything else is good and I think that's what it really comes to. She's like, have communication, open communication. Like, if you talk about like what your life, the dislikes, or whatever it is, once it comes to sex, you know what? Because sex is a very big, like, you know, thing. You will be better prepared. You'll be better understanding of each other. You'll really also, like, in a way, like, anticipate each other's needs and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, oh, maybe, like, Jane will be uncomfortable with this, but maybe she'll be this. But because you also communicate, that may be faster. Mm-hmm. And it disappears, and you know for a fact because you talked about it. I have my reasons, I have whatever it is, 
not to come and not try to argue with me, but, like, but that's nice. You have your own opinion, but this is me. And I'm stuck with it. Like, I want to do it. Like, this is what I'm going to, like, keep on, like, doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that your like, people need to start valuing themselves a little bit more. And I think when yeah. you value yourself, you're going to do a little bit of soul searching. Yeah. Figure out what you like, whatever Be it is. self-aware. Yes, because what you know, not to come for you. Yeah. You know, like, there's some things I know for a fact. Like, if I say yeah. I like coconut, mm-hmm. you know, they come and tell me, oh, Maria, you like mango. And I'm like, yeah, I like mango too, but I like coconut though, too, you know? Yeah. Like, like you're going to say, like, they can't come for you. So I think that's where the direction should go. I think it should go. I think right now, we should just, like, take the time. I think, like, we want to be, like, out there and, you know, like, um, you know, like advocating and doing all this stuff, but I think mm-hmm. even me personally, like uh, Black Lives Matter, women rights, like there's so many things I don't know. I mean, me about my own stuff, like I've seen things on Twitter and like, you know, I see comments and I'm like, oh wait, I don't know how to feel about this. And it's like, if I don't know how I feel about that topic, why am I speaking on it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... Yeah. I think it is it is important part of valuing yourself is always doing like a check-in to be like okay where am I at yeah. and if you find yourself yeah. in a position of power you need to constantly uh-huh. you know check in with the other person whether it's where if we're talking about power dynamics like in the workplace yeah. um, in school with professors and stuff you need to constantly um, sort of be self-aware and like ask the other person if they're comfortable the other thing is consent yeah. is is ongoing it's not one yes and that's you know if i said yes to uh <laughs> i don't know being taped today having sex with you or giving yeah. you a blowjob it doesn't mean that i'm i, I have consented for the rest of okay. my life and that's the biggest problem exactly. with men it's like I gave you this one, I gave you consent to share my nude pictures with you. And then it's like, well, once you send a man nudes, you you, you leave them in here. He can do whatever he wants. No, the the pictures were meant for your consumption. And thank God, thank God that the, uh, the revenge porn law is in place now. Um, we still have a, a lot of work to do because uh, I, I don't know if yeah. you heard of the YouTuber whose video ended up on Pornhub by her boyfriend. That, but also, yeah, but I think Pornhub has been like under fire lately. I did see on Twitter that they were having like girls that are like sex trafficked. Under like, age. Like, uh, sex trafficked. Yes. One of the. Uh, one of the recruiters whatever the hell that means i don't know why you need a recruiter for Pornhub, but okay all right guys you know he was actually arrested on 37 charges i believe i think he he was an uploader of porn and apparently the only thing you have to do to to be on Pornhub to get to put sex on Pornhub you just have to take a picture with ID and send it and it's you get an automatic email saying you're in I'm like oh so y'all God, mean to tell no yeah you just take a that's picture with ID. ID um exactly <laughs> it's so stupid I'm like y'all really running a porn site but you don't even have the necessary precautions. So they, they've they been stories of mothers who have found out their daughters are on that website. Um, 
you know, like their 12 year old, 11 year olds, they had an incident where there was like a 10 year old on Pornhub. All and then, and then Pornhub actually admitted on Twitter in 2017 to approving okay. minors on their website. And it's like, like, what, what the hell is going on? Now, I need to ask you this. Do you think that watching yeah. pornography promotes human trafficking? Do you, um, like going on these websites to watch porn, does it promote... Because one of the, the criticisms of people that watch pornography is that you're the one that is paying into this industry that continues to want these girls on high demand. Um, you know what, I think it's 50-50, and I say that because on one part, um, I believe that, you know, like, if I'm a man or a woman, you know, because both of them be watching porn, if I go on Pornhub and I, I search whatever I want to watch, I am thinking that you as a company are giving me, um, like, quality, like, you know, like, content, I guess. Like, I'm thinking that... Like, everyone you know, is a consenting adult. Have consented and, mm-hmm. you know, like, and they're good. And, they, you know, they're ready to, like, do whatever they need to do. So I'll watch it thinking in my head, like, oh, no, no, everything is perfect. Everyone's been getting paid. You know, it's good. But I also do kind of see the point where people think, like, hey, if, I, you know, if no one watch porn, mm-hmm. then it's fine, right? Like, then no one's going to be... Like, those people are not going to be in demand. saying that the responsibility yeah. should be on Pornhub to make sure yeah. that they don't have minors on their website rather than saying consumers should just never watch porn ever in yeah. order and to stop human traffickers. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think like, you know, we can sit here and have a question like, oh, like, you know, do you need to watch porn or whatever? And to be honest, like, I'm not going to be the one person to judge what, you know, you on or what gets you to go into the day or whatever it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want to I just think, like, and I think, like, I know that some people that actually subscribe to, like, pay that little, like, you know, couple, you know, bucks, and they want to get some quality stuff, and I think, that me, with me, I sit there and I put my debit card information in that Pornhub site, and I pay, you know, like, I'm expecting you to be respectful, because, like, it is, you know, like, I'm paying... You know, but porn, porn is not is not for paying. It's free. Yeah, but like some people who actually pay for that, they're like you know, every, I don't like I know, I know when you go on Pornhub, like there's like you know like one ninety nine, and then you get like exclusive videos, like higher quality porn, all of that stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, say, like, say, going, I'm all for it. Like, yes, do it. Like, I will support you. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I, 
think like it's kind of like both ways. I think if the market for these young girls or whatever wasn't there, of course there wouldn't be traffic. But also like sorry, like And why do you have a policy that is so flimsy and stupid? Because you want to make it easy for children to be on your website. Um, One of the criticisms that there's a woman I follow on Twitter who is an advocate for uh, trafficked children. And a lot, the most popular, she did some research and she found that the most popular uh, porn on Pornhub is where adult porn stars are dressed up as children. Uh-huh. <sighs> now, this is problematic in its own way, and I think that's where she's coming from. Like, if you're watching that type of porn where you want women to act as though they're kids and they're li- this, these, like, little petite in pigtails, there, there has to be something seriously. Why do you want an adult to be child-presenting? Isn't that a problem yeah, in itself? Like, granted, you're watching adults, but why do they have to yeah. be child-presenting? No, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, the consumers, like, you know, like, that's where, for me, I'm like, yeah, you are kind of, like, contributing to that, you know, that market as mm. a need for such, you know, for such young girls. But also, it's like, I think why I say that, it's, like, kind of hard to, um like, figure out who is genuinely like wanting to see young girls on the on the site and then first people were like, Okay, really? like, I guess I'm going to steal. Yeah, like it's kinda of hard to like navigate that. And that's why they're like I don't know, like the internet is making everything very complicated, like sex trafficking, like even just like fraud, like it's so many different things and the but internet I mean, just uh, uh, friends. The fact that this is the most popular type of porn across the board shows that there is a huge problem. You know, that that is disgusting. Like, so I think I, I, I see where she's coming from, where she's like, just shut down these websites. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, like, <laughs> do you guys... <clears throat> For real. Do you, but why why are you going on these websites to look for these? It was so not like reading her, her report, like made, made my blood boil. But this is a whole, a whole nother uh, conversation. Uh, (laughs) We could literally go all day and, and dissect uh the issues with with pornography and all these porn sites um but thank you for coming uh hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed that we should come out with part three of consent and just keep you know because yeah like i said before consent is it's an ongoing thing and i think i think we should involve the aunties how do you involve the aunties um i think we should honestly just like talk to them you don't have to be like you know white children be like i hate you mom you never get me it doesn't have to be that type of situation but be like honestly it'll be good to see why like why they think the way they are Mm -hmm. when they think the way they think because i think it's important for us to understand that and maybe we'll be like more understanding more empathetic yeah exactly 
be more empathetic. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they're probably in the same situations and because, like, hey, I was thought this way or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, once we really understand where they're coming from, I think, you know, like, we could probably start having that conversation where it's like, okay, like, this is not okay, this is not okay. And I think that's maybe, you know, you ask, like, that kind of direction, like, you know, like, where can we take this, uh, this conversation? Yeah. I think it's a good way to start. And I like, think so. There, get to our common ground, and then, yeah. hey, we can, you know, like, poof, fly off with the whole topic, and we see what happens. So, I think yeah, so. I think, I think we're going to bring... Um, the next time we talk about this topic, we should I should bring an auntie on the on the podcast because yeah. I think it is important to have this conversation. A lot of the time, you may find that they've dealt with similar trauma and they were never taught how to address it, and then we find ourselves in situations where we aren't able to address our traumas and stuff. Uh, parents exactly. always believe your kids, please. I beg. <laughs> If your child says that they are uncomfortable with somebody, please listen. But uh, Maria, thank you for being on this episode. This was a really good conversation. Um, We we went. We went. Yeah, it was good. You should come back. Okay. Honestly, just let me know. I'll be right back. Don't worry, girl. I got you. Thank you. All right, guys. We will see you next week. I almost forgot to say bye. I was just going to like sign out. But guys, see you next week. Let me know what you think.